Well, hello, dearies. Thank you for joining our podcast today. Please do click that subscribe button and shoot us a text whenever you'd like at 702-466-1150. This message has been brought to you by the two crazy cat ladies. Now, feel free to pet your pussies while you enjoy this podcast. I'm Jay. I'm Adrian, And together we are the The Two two Crazy Cat Cat Ladies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to cut you. I think I just peed. Buckle up. We're back in the closet. Welcome to episode number 0041 of Back in the Closet with the Two Crazy Cat Ladies. Today, we are talking about proactive versus reactive cat parents and this is a another one of those huge lessons that we again learned the hard way um, when it comes to caring for your cats and um, yesterday morning for or yesterday afternoon actually we watched a two-hour um, uh, talk with uh, Dr. Karen Becker and she was talking specifically about gut health um, but, but everything that we were, it was so, it's so intriguing. I can listen to that woman talk for. Oh, till, till the cows come home. Till the cows come home. And we don't have any cows. Right. So, so for, that's a for, long time. For, yeah. For, for like ever. Yeah. Um, she's so inspiring and she, um, is so educating. Like I really informative. I really learned. So she is much always her. learning something. She is the learn, share, grow. Mm-hmm. She is the epitome of learn, share, grow. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but she has, I mean, she, and she's had several, you know, 20, 30 years of experience yeah. as a veterinarian um, and has a lot more hands-on experience than even us as, you know, cat parents that have just, you know, rescued some cats along the way or whatnot. Um, and she had some valuable information uh, to share. And so we want to share um, s- some of that information with you guys, not talking specifically about gut health, although... That is super important, and uh, actually, we probably will end up talking about gut health because that's the the root of well, so yeah. Many, right? To talk about the like the talk itself was talking about really all the things that our very young pets go through right in the first six months of their lives. Six months to a year of their yeah, lives. Six yeah, six months to a year. Um, whether it's vaccines, wormers, uh, antibiotics that go with a spay, spay or and a, neuter. a neuter, like all the and the spay and neuter. And just thinking about what it does to these little bodies and thinking about what, because gut health is where the majority of the immune system lies, it's such an important time in their life to really get a good, healthy gut health. Yeah, she and calls it guts of steel. She's like, let's, let's, like, we want to create in our cats and dogs guts of steel, right? Because the gut is, and she explained it the way this, on a cellular level. Say I can't that word say, again cellular cellular anyway she explained it on like how the gut works how leaky gut comes in how um it's really the majority of of uh, many of our cats health issues um which you know usually end up if we don't catch them um at a young age and we're gonna we're gonna go back and then we're gonna start from there and then i also want to go into being proactive as a cat parent from where we are right okay don't 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 let me forget that. Okay. Right? So, um, what was I talking about now? Um, oh, she was talking about how, you know, when we, when our, our kittens and cats, and this is usually, you know, if you're, if your um, cat has been spayed or, or if you've, if you've rescued your cat from a shelter, say, um, or, a, or a rescue, um, 
usually at a very, very young age, they have already been vaccinated with all their vaccines, usually at once, spayed and, spayed and neutered, spayed or neutered, um, and usually not both from the same cat. Um. <laughs> Ideally, although we've heard chop chops can get it wrong from time to time. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they usually go through a wormer um, or two or three. Um, a lot of times the rounds of antibiotics because of the spay and neuter. Um, so all of this before the age of six months old, usually, um, or, or before the age of a year old. And that sets up our pets to our cats to have basically a gut of nothing right so not and not a good immune system she talked about how you know that usually leads into and many of you guys are gonna are gonna this is gonna register with you right um if you guys have rescued you know say kittens um that that uh this leads into during their lifespan usually by a year old now they they have gut issues sometimes it's diarrhea they usually get food sensitivities and then, then they get allergies to um, things like pollens and grass and um, which is not all, normal for a wild animal right and then and then if, if still not treated um, properly they end up usually if still just treating symptoms right so reactively treating symptoms they usually by the year, year two of two um, by one or two between one and two years old end up with like an autoimmune disease and then you know and and it kind of just spirals until you know a pet parent is like what can i do we got to fix this right so we want to talk about being proactive versus reactive from the stage of of uh, adopting your cat right adopting a kitten let's say at you know a few weeks old or however whatever age and then and then let's go into wherever that wherever your cats are at right now what we can do moving forward to become more proactive versus reactive cat parents and i think the awesome thing too because we realized that there's a lot of things out of our control as pet parents cat parents many times before we're able to rescue or adopt they come from shelters or um or fosters that have certain protocols they yeah. will not let that cat out before right. you know all of those things but the great thing about proactive care is it's never too late to start correct and that's what's really exciting about us because we learned this at a you know many right. of our cats were well into adulthood um when we learned how to be more proactive versus right. reactive um when it comes to our cats so there's wherever you're at is the point that we can start being more proactive um but let's start with if we can i i have to say first um, if we, if you're as lucky as we are, this is, it's going to kind of sound funny, but us, the two crazy cat ladies of over 20 years of having cats as our family members, we have yet to adopt a cat from a shelter or a rescue. Um, I know that sounds Oh, we're definitely not against it. We love all of you beautiful pe people, all of the beautiful rescues, all of the beautiful beautiful shelters. Um, I mean, it's it's an amazing, amazing work what what you guys do. Um, and but we have been lucky enough. I want to say I'm going to call us lucky enough to where all of our cats have just been dumped and then brought to us in some way, shape, or form, or, or we find them. Well, right? that's a catch twenty two though too because we don't necessarily know the the history of them. Correct. So we're we're you know, like 
twist. All of them were, you know, found outside or uh, all of them were found outside. Well, no. I mean, Friday and Zorro, we knew where they came from. Oh, Friday um, and Zorro. Yeah, Friday and Zorro. But we knew their background. We did. We did. We didn't know we the know background it. of their mother, but we knew that they had not been spayed, neutered, vaccinated, right. all that stuff. We, we get Friday um, as a uh, twist. He came to us and he had had was literally just like came in our backyard and adopted us yeah um and he was one year one year old at the time well, we that's had a year and a half to two years old and he oh, had yeah. not yet been fixed so he actually was a young cat and, and we don't know how long he was out in the wild we figure because he was so kind to us he that he to had to have been in a in a family in a home um and probably just dumped him yeah maybe just dumped maybe run away i don't know i mean we couldn't nobody ever found his his home so he and he found his home with us he said well i'm staying with you guys yeah. um but i um, you know like mama scotch all of this uh, jack and madison you know they just dumped and that's how we have accumulated our cat home um so I call us lucky because we have been able to make those decisions up front, right? Mm-hmm. That, that we are able to, we've been able to be in the position for our, at least, a, especially for our past four cats with knowing better, right? The other cats, right. we didn't necessarily know better. Um, and we knew a little bit better with Twist, but not a, a great amount, right? right. We knew to, to, uh, to not vaccinate him all at once. We knew that. We didn't have all of his vaccinations done at one time and the neuter done at the same time. Like we spread that out. So that was a, a benefit for him um, and for us. Um, but uh, but Jack and Madison, Friday and Zorro, we, we know better. So we know how to be more proactive to build that gut of steel, right? Because that the, the as Dr. Becker said, the first six months of their life is the formative time where we really have to be proactive at making sure that we are building a healthy cat that is in, in, in turn going to have a longevity of life because of what we do um, to build that gut of steel, right? That build that strong immune system. Um, and so a lot of that, if you are in the position to where you are able to either talk to the shelter, talk to the breeder, work with the person that has uh, rescued the cat or that is birthing the cat or whatever it is, right? The person that's birthing the cat. That's what I said. Um, if you are in that in that position, um, then then what you want to do is 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 be a little bit more proactive. Let's say, hey, I wouldn't. I would like them to not be spay and neuter at eight weeks of age. I would like them not to have their vaccinations at eight weeks of age. I would like them not to be dewormed until we check that fecal and see if the cat actually has worms. It's a normal protocol for all veterinarians um, and most shelters as well to automatically deworm kittens immediately and not check and see if they have it. So these chemical dewormers guys just strips strips their guts. And, um, And unfortunately that leads to once we're stripping the gut that makes it a lot harder to build that gut of steel to build that immune system back up and it takes time um the go ahead well i just wanted to mention too something that i didn't really realize and we've learned a lot having kittens over these last couple years but just uh the way that how important it is for kittens to be able to nurse from their mother how that really nature is such an incredible thing so that nursing with them getting their mother's milk it really helps it's like the mother giving her kittens her uh, 
her immune, immune system yeah. for a while. And two, we talk about leaky gut more so with dogs than with cats, but it is an issue with cats. Oh, it's a definitely an issue, issue with, cats. with cats. That leaky gut syndrome, and that means... Um, it's not always diarrhea. It's mm. not always um, allergies. It's not always itchy skin, but... It's a lot of it's a lot of different things. When we're talking about leaky gut, we're basically talking about the gut, the immune system, right? Doesn't have a uh, a strong um, support, right? It's not it's not it's not strong. So when a cat that has a leaky gut is exposed to say a pollen, a ragweed, or something like that, then all of a sudden the the immune system of a strong cat says uh, registers that throws it out not a big deal not going to respond to that but a cat with a weakened with a leaky gut s sees that smells that uh, ragweed or, or that dust mite or whatever it is and then it responds to that and it it reacts to that so um hey guys jay here with the two crazy cat ladies we recently realized that many of our podcast listeners don't know that we also have a website where we offer a full line of nutritional products made specifically to help treat and prevent feline ailments. If your kitty's dealing with a health issue or if you're just looking to prevent health issues, check out our website at twocrazycatladies.com. That's T-W-O crazycatladies.com and reach out to us if you have any questions. Now back to the podcast. So we want to build that strong gut, right? What we're talking and, about and as kittens. And the first six months is so important. Their gut is actually open or porous in a right. way, right? So that mother's milk is coming in. Correct. It's giving them, and, that, and all of those awesome things are making their way through the digestive system, through the gut, and going where they need to go. And then over time, their gut seals. And that's what we want. Right. Is for a healthy gut to seal up. The issue comes when, during we that disrupt. time that they're still open, while it's still forming, we worm them, we over-vaccinate them, we give them antibiotics for a, a spay or neuter that's too early. We put them in all under things that all anesthesia. mistakes that we've yeah that we've made yep. with our with our first babies, and then especially recognizing the long-term effects that that have that has. Not to say though that it's ever too late to start being never proactive. Right, but but about if we're helping heal that right so but if we're still in that situation where we mm -hmm. have a um, a kitten then you know all of these things not to do for sure right like let's not let's not do all of these all of these things that are going to destroy the gut we're not going to try we're going to try not to do as many of those things as possible within the first six months to a year of their life um, however what we do want to do is offer the gut as much diversity and um and support, support as possible right so um, a diverse diet um lots of things whatever it is say you're you've you've rescued a cat and they send you home with science diet food and you're like uh, i read an article that said science diet wasn't a great food so i don't want to feed that then maybe you're going to go to a raw food great decision for a kitten because it's super easy they'll eat it um so um so switching them to a good fresh food diet, um, diversifying that diet, not just giving them chicken every day, not just giving them turkey every day, but literally diversifying. Right now, our kittens get lamb, beef, quail, duck, uh, chicken, turkey, um, 
all kinds of things. And then added in veggies. Um, veggies are uh, uh, important, especially for a kitten, because they'll eat it. Like if we can, if we can add in just a small amount. We don't want a large amount of veggies, but we give them a, a small amount is really a great way to diversify the microbiome in the gut, which builds a healthier steel trap, yeah. right? So, um, so you know, diet is so important when it comes to. Um, helping our kittens at that young age be really strong. Now, say your cat, um, it, say your kitten was a bottle baby, right? I mean, that's not every, it's not like somebody's fault that the mama was killed or the mama what, ran away and these kittens were abandoned by their, you know, abandoned and you rescue them and you have to bottle feed them. That is beautiful. I love you all for doing that. Um, KMR is the kitten replacement um, milk. Um, but it's not full of everything that the mother's, mother's milk, milk is, is, right? So you may want to even look into a colostrum supplement um, to add in, or goat's milk. Um, this is good for every age of cat, um, but a goat's milk, um, a, uh, a kefir, kefir, however you say it, um, these, these things are really good to help build a stronger gut as well, and thus a stronger immune system to get, have a stronger, healthier cat. Are you reading? Do we have Yeah, comments? I do have to say this. Crystal, God bless you. She said, I did a vaccine every three weeks. I'm such a nervous cat mom. After losing three pets to cancer last year, I blame myself and don't feel worthy to raise a baby again. Oh, that breaks my heart, Crystal, baby girl. We, we have only made these mistakes. Do we our best. all made these mistakes. And all we can do is once we know better, we can do better. Jasmine. And these, these cats are our, that, that we've, that we've made mistakes with are our lessons. And I don't believe that their, that their souls actually go away. They oftentimes come back to us so that and we can. And they're our best teachers to help us yes. care. And Jasmine really speaks to that. She said, don't feel that way, Crystal. You did what you knew was best at that time. You, you now know better and can do better and watch new pets and watch new pets to thrive and love their healthiest and their healthiest lives. Yes. That's so true it, because it's easy to get consumed with guilt uh, like we did with Pooh Bear, knowing that, not knowing what we were doing necessarily. Yeah. Um, you know, especially with rabies vaccines or with Biddles, you know, having vaccine reactions. Um, with Mama and Scotch, they were declawed. I mean, we have made some we have big made, mistakes. Like, basically all the mistakes that a cat parent can even make, I'm pretty sure we have made them all, as far as mistakes are concerned. And we um, made, the, I think, one of the biggest mistakes that we've made up until these last few years is not going to the vet unless something terrible is happening. Correct. So and let's go to proactive, proactive versus reactive, right? So, um, so what we want to do, and we want to build a, we want to build a, a strong gut, right? For sure. We want to build a strong immune system for wherever our cats are at is where we can start. So say our cats are two years old and you're like, yeah, that all that happened, Did all those things, all wrong. of that, all that happened, dewormers vaccinated, got their, you know, got spay and neutered all that before six months of age. Um, yes, they are, they get diarrhea or yes, they, they have allergies and autoimmune issues now. And yes, what can we do now? We can start wherever we're at, wherever we're at. If your cat's 16 years old, we can start there. If your cat's two years old, we can start there. But wherever we're at, we have to start on a proactive measure to build a healthier immune system for our cats. Now that we're talking specifically about gut 
issues. But when it comes to being proactive, there are a lot of things, guys. When it comes to being proactive versus reactive, reactive care meaning um, you wait until there's something wrong with your cat before they go to the vet. You wait until there's something wrong with your cat before you get switch their diet. You wait until there's something wrong with your cat before you start to, before you, maybe you didn't even know that there was something wrong with your cat. All of a sudden they have, you know, an issue. We can catch 90%, I would say 90% of the time, we can catch the things that, uh, an issue that our cats are having before um, it gets bad or oftentimes before we ever see a symptom if we do their wellness checks. Well, can I piggyback on that and just say, all of you guys that know us know that I'm cat shit crazy for real. Like I love watching the litter box, making sure that everyone has healthy poops. I love making sure that everyone eats their food, seeing how they're eating, if they're favoring a certain side of their mouth. Because the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes I feel that I've made is I'll notice like, oh, there's cat puke. Or was that a little bit of blood in the poop? Like, but everyone seems fine. Everyone seems fine. And cats aren't going to, yeah, like I'm going to keep an eye on it. But cats aren't going to say, hey, I'm really dealing with an issue here. It's going to go from a little hint of something to something that is like a map truck kind of situation. Right. This is a big problem. So these wellness exams are so critical because getting that blood work done, doing that uh, wellness exam with a veterinarian is going to catch so many things before they even materialize to where we're going to catch them actually not eating as much or maybe their poop is a little bit weird or whatever it is it's going to catch those things those checking their blood levels is huge um their dental having their teeth checked is huge so huge there are so many issues that can come from unhealthy teeth even you know we just we were just talking about um jack's teeth yeah. We're looking in his mouth and we're like, wow, those look a little bit weird. Like his gums look a little bit funny and his breath smells a little bit bad. Like he's a brand new kitten on a good diet. Like how can he have teeth issues? And we're realizing that he's going through his teething process. Right. But we need to be vigilant. It's not a normal teething process. It, so it's not normal to us. Not he's normal got, that we've, nor like, we've it's never not had a kitten that's see. gone through this. So, so he's Thursday, getting... he's getting his teeth checked. Yep. Um, uh, I just forgot something else I was going to say, but go. Um, but yeah, all of these things are steps that we can, that we can take and that we should take in order to be a pre proactive versus a reactive cat parent. Um, wherever, okay, so say we're, so let's go back to say where our cats are, um, have already gone through all that. We need to start, what Dr. Becker said is you, we spent the first six months of life, whether we did or somebody did, right? They spent their first six months, six months of life going through all the things that were disrupting the gut, that were, that were tearing up the gut, right? And, and, and causing them where they are now. And now we're at however many years of age and we're still dealing with issues. We need to take six months to go through a restoration process. She said, to, be prepared. And, and this is a big thing, because it's like, whoa, hold on, six months of like, that seems like a lot, right? Like, I just want to go to the vet and get it taken care of, a pill for every ill kind yeah. of thing. I just want to go, I'm going to take them to the vet, they'll fix it. That is not how it's going to roll. It's no. not how it's going to roll. And to be able to foundationally fix something, she's right, it's going to take time. And she points out, the whole point of any uh, of having a companion animal is having 
sharing that life and love with them. And we all know that it's never long enough. So what we have, when we recognize that the first signs that something's not right, all we have is time. This is right. when we have the time. So we can take that six months and really be vigilant about it and recognize that healing process that we're um, initiating. Or we can continue to, every time something goes wrong, to bring them in and, and, or, and or potentially take, continue to disrupt the chance that their body has to heal itself by giving the body what it needs. Right, right. Like every antibiotic, right? We, we, um, I'm, not, I'm not saying the antibiotics aren't needed at times. They absolutely are. They absolutely are. are. But, but, but we um, want to get the right antibiotic. Right, yeah. I mean, we want to check and see what antibiotic they need. And if they, you know, every time we go in, basically for most conventional veterinarians, you take your cat in because they're sick, they end up giving them a, an antibiotic. You know what that does? That strips the gut even more. So now your cat's left a steps, many steps backwards. That's the same thing with steroids. It's either a steroid or antibiotic. Almost every time Those are the you go, go-tos. it's yeah. a steroid or an antibiotic. We're taking steps backwards to try to build that gut to, to a healthy point, to a gut of steel, and we're and then and then we're trying to be proactive, and then we're being reactive, and then we're being proactive, and and it becomes a vicious it, cycle, and unfortunately, it's the cat that's suffering right. through the whole thing. But right? a good example of when we need to do it, we we've got to do what we need to do, and you know, like um, going through something like a, a urinary tract infection, right? Yeah. Oftentimes. Uh, 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 a sudden onset from stress. Lindsay just went through this. Yeah. You know something's going on. They've they recognize that there are, are crystals in there. It's a very painful condition. She could see that her cat was uncomfortable. Um and you know, it was like, Do you wait for the culture? They said the culture was gonna take two or three days to come yeah. back. Um to find out for sure that we're providing the right antibiotic. Or it's do like, we go for the antibiotic? Right. And you know, I but was in like, a situation like that, ooh. It's it's a difficult situation because it's like, what if there's some bacteria in there? I don't want to be suffering for the next three days because, you know, and, and so, it's, so it's a difficult decision. But what we have to do is rebuild that gut. We have to work on it. Bonnie said, how do we rebuild the gut? Right. Okay, so there's many ways. A diverse diet, number one, is one way that we want to do it. However, if you have a cat, as, as she mentioned, if you have a cat that has food sensitivities, then we have to go through a protocol. So, um, we're actually we're actually going to start working with Pam. Talked to her yesterday. Um, we're going to start working with Pam for some of you guys that have cats in these situations to to build a specific protocol specifically for your cat, your one or two or four or whatever cats that need it, so that we can help build that. There's a lot of things. A good quality probiotic helps do it. A fecal transplant is hands down the best and easiest and quickest way, although it sounds really weird and some people are like, never going to feed my cat poop. Get it? But if we go with the right donor, if we go with the right program, um, a fecal transplant is like a like a one-stop shop usually and can really oh, like, take like, many steps forward in, in building that gut because uh, Yeah, and let's for anyone who doesn't know what a fe fecal transplant was because that poop transplant was super new to me just a few months ago. But we can do a lot of things, right? We can do uh, supplements, we can do probiotics, we can do a lot of stuff that we're trying to put back in their body, but it's never going to have the things that a healthy gut should have had to begin with. Right. The fecal transplant, what's fascinating about it, and, and look up uh, Dr. Margot Roman's um, 
just the successes that she's <laughs> yeah, had. Yeah, or animal but biome. It's taking, or animal biome. But it's taking a healthy donor that has not been over-vaccinated, that is probably two or three generations into having a species-appropriate diet and going through. I mean, the the DNA, the, the um, genetics of a lot of these cats, or the, what's the word? Yeah, that's right. All of that. It, it, can, it can play a big part as well. So when you take a... Uh, fecal transplant, fecal, that's your fecal it's taking donor. Poop, it's taking poop it's, from a healthy cat and putting it into a non-healthy cat. And, and it doesn't have that body it's not cutting, it's never had. It's not cutting a cat open and putting it in there. When we call transplant, that's what it sounds like. It's not it. Um, it's okay. either giving it orally or giving it, um, you know, in the Anally. butthole. Anally. Wow, I don't but think that's, that's how you... There was a, there was, there was, there's a much better word than shoving it up the ass. Like, Anal application? Sure. That, I don't that, know. No, I, there's some there's some other way of of saying we're going to give it that way. Um, but um, like but an yeah. Enema. Poop yeah. enema. There you go. We'll call it a poop enema. That's not what they call it either. But um, but there's so much Rectal. that can be Thank done. Thank you, Crystal. Um, Lindsay Pam can test to see if MBRT tests well. Yes. So there are. Um, yeah, I think Lindsay's going to be our test case. I haven't told you that yet, Lindsay, but we've been talking about you with Pam. Um, but um, if you're willing, we would really love to help build the gut of Dash and Luna. Yeah. The guts of Dash and Luna back up um, for their, you know, long Well, and Lindsay just said here she feels kind of stuck with Dash because he he has asthma. He's got a number of issues the, going on right now. Perfect, perfect he's on steroids and cannot get weaned off those steroids without flare-ups. So it's like, how do you rebuild the gut in that kind of circumstance? And that's exactly where we were with Pooh Bear a year ago. Yeah. Um, so it is, it is a process. But I really love that Dr. Becker addressed the longevity of the project and that it's going to take six that you, months. That it's not going to be a, a, a quick pill like you, right. you'll get at the vet. It's not going to be something really quick that makes all the symptoms go away. And we have to, you know, that's another step of being a proactive cat parent is guys, um, and I, 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 it's same with dogs, um, but I dealt with. For 10 years, I was uh, customer call after customer call, 98% of every single day, taking their people through the healthy gut protocol of, um, of a leaky gut syndrome with their dogs and how it was a detoxification process. And yes, the symptoms are going to get worse. Yes, you're going to call me and you're going to be like, whoa, what I don't know doing? if this is, this is really bad. Like, I, I feel like I need another steroid. I feel like I need another antibiotic. And we have to talk them down and say, wait, stick with it, stick with it, because this is a detox process. This is how it works. And then they get over that hump and all of a sudden now we haven't taken steps backwards and then a few right. steps forward and then a few steps backwards which is what kind of what you're doing Lindsay with dash right i mean what we were doing with Pooh bear right it was yeah. taking steps forward then steps backwards and for forward backward forward backward and we were like how do we get off this like it's a ferris wheel no What's circus that? ride circus ride carnival a, thing yeah a carnival thing. what do you call it merry-go-round <laughs> What is it that goes round and round? You Whatever guys? you know, like how do we how do we get out of this psych vicious Ferris cycle? Wheel. Yeah, no, that's I, not it. How I, do we get off the? I don't know, but like it's like how do we do this? Because what we want to do is what we all want is for our cats to live the longest, healthiest, happiest life possible, and um, and we have to be proactive as cat parents in order for that to happen. So we have to take those steps wherever we're at. Again, age sixteen, age two. 
um, age six months. God help you if they are just a few weeks old. Let's start right meow, yeah. right? Let's start right meow. And, and once we know better, we can do better. So we have to take those steps in and make sure that our, um, that if they're young enough, if they're before six months of age, right? Then we want to do everything that we can to, to make sure that we're building a healthy right. gut. If they are already have already gone through all that, or maybe they haven't, maybe they're like, uh, like our cats, we are still trying to make sure we know that Jack and Madison, we, we deworm them with a natural dewormer that we sell in our shop. We, um, we have given them all kinds of supplements to get over any little sniffle or cough or whatever it is that they had. Um, we have fed them a species appropriate diet. We continue to give them um, supplementation every meal, every day, and they, um, they are great, but we are not going to stop. They're six months mm -hmm. old now, but we're not going to stop. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep being as proactive as possible. They're going to keep getting checked. They're going to. We're going to keep getting their teeth checked. We're going to keep getting their wellness exams. We're going to make sure that they are healthy, so that it's not at five years of age or ten years of age that all of a sudden we're like, what happened? Well, and what's exciting too is that because they're so young, we get to make the decisions that um, that we. Uh, made as mistakes with our with our others you know mm -hmm. as far as the basics of let's not use a chemical wormer unless we have a fecal that says they have parasites why would we do that nope. if if we don't have fecal results let's not get all of their vaccines at one time and let's be mindful of what vaccines we need mm -hmm. right and weighing the risks of the vaccine versus the disease let's wait until at least six months if possible you know we're a little worried about madison right now because you know Little girl kitties can actually get their first heat as young as six months old. And we certainly, as young as five months old. But Yeah, we certainly don't want a pregnant kitty on our hands. So we want to wait as long as possible with Madison. With Jack, we'd like to wait a little bit longer. Yeah, with male cats, you want, you to, want wait to wait as long as, as possible long as for their possible neuter. So that they're completely full-grown, developed, so we aren't running into so many of these urinary tract issues that are so predominant with boy kitties. So there's little things that we can do differently or spread out instead of being like, oh, I got a kitty, let's go spay, neuter, vaccinate, vaccinate worm, worm, all of it. All of that. We're all done. Let's go. Yeah. That's it's it's not That's about what convenience. We did. That's, That's what, what we did. We, did. Yeah. we just brought them to the vet, said, well, I don't know what you just do what you got to do. And they did all those things because that's their protocol. But now once we know better, we can do better. So now we don't we don't do that anymore. Um, I will have to I have to be very honest. Like there have been a few times like at um, Super Zoo last year. Yeah. When um, and, and this is I'm being this is like raw honest. I'm not I'm not saying that this was a good decision, but um, Adrian came there was there was a, a booth at Super Zoo. We walked we were walking by there was this kitten in there. Oh my God, this cute like the cutest little kitten. He was like eight weeks old and um, and they were like, oh, come by. And they were like, oh, my God, you're the two crazy cat ladies. You guys would be the perfect fit. We have one left that doesn't have a home yet. Do you guys want him? And Adrian was like, Yes, and I was so like, "Oh my goodness, so precious!" But like, Sweet baby. but really, like, I don't, I don't know. There's only one. Love. No, like, we were not I expecting to get another kitty. We've never been somewhere. It was like, "Oh, kittens, let's grab one." But I asked, and or I was, I was talking to her, and she was like, "You," um, she said, "They've already been. He's already been neutered, vaccinated, all the stuff at eight weeks of age." And my first thing was, "Oh God, no! I can't deal with all of the health problems that he's about mm. to have." 
Oh, I Isn't remember you saying that. I was that. like, we're yeah. going to have so many health problems by, like, so yeah. many. And then, and then there was a piece of me that was like, maybe we should get them because we would be able to be helpful in that yeah. situation. And then there was a part that was like, I don't want to have to deal with a cat that's going to have so that many health problems baby. due to. But, I mean, by the time we walked back around, he was adopted. So, story story was over. Story was over. We didn't but have to. That is kind of rude what went through your head. I know. I, I, that's what I'm saying. It was raw. I'm not saying it was right. It was raw, yeah. but I did think about that because now we know <clears throat> that doing all that at such a young age really, really affects their... It has an impact, and it, it, it. I feel like we've been lucky in a lot of ways. Scotch, for example, 22 years old, did everything wrong in the book with him. At first, yeah. Right, and but he still But we were still able to lived, be, once we learned... Once we learned, right. We then were we able were to be proactive, proactive with now him. Now imagine. I mean, that's where the guilt comes, though. It's like, had we done it right from Maybe the beginning... Maybe he would have lived to be 30. He'd still be here? Yeah, 38. Who right. knows? Who knows? But what a great teacher he was. I, I'm just yeah. saying that it's it's always the the right decision to act the minute that we see something. And yes. when we instead of waiting and our cats are stoic and it's like oh well they threw up this and that was weird but they seem fine they do it again and we're like oh but they still seem fine we'll just wait six months till their next wellness exam and see if everything's everything's okay dr becker said exactly about that she was like if my cat throws up once it's like okay but if they throw up twice in a week we're getting them checked out it's about being proactive and about just putting yourself in the mindset of making those decisions uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah. And and that's what's really exciting about being able to give our cats a happier, healthier life to the best of our ability. Yeah. As as better as as better as we can. How's that for as a good quote? As better as we can. Better that's gonna end can. this podcast. That's a cat rap. That you like that? Yeah. Um good. But guys, that's that's a little bit of a tidbit of what we um, what we've been thinking about and what we wanted to share with you guys because we feel like it's so important that um, again, no matter where we're at with our cats, we we have to start now now to be proactive yeah. with their health. Um, this is a, as much a reminder for us as it is yeah. for everyone that we run into just because it's like, oh, we got to get the Panthers back hard. in for titers. We got to get... It is hard, guys. It's hard when flies. you have several cats. If you just have like one or two cats, it's not as hard as when you have multiple cats at multiple different ages and you're like, okay, you got to keep a log like she was talking about. Keep a log. Put so it on that your you calendar. have yeah, put it on a calendar, put it on a log. Like so and so got their their vaccines at this age. So and so got their um, uh, blood test at this at this time this year. So that next year, if they are you know under ten years old, next year we know. Oh, okay, I need to go ahead and schedule a blood test for a year out. And then and we we, so we don't we, forget. We we suck at it too. Like we have failed at at, um, at getting all the titers, and we failed at getting all the blood tests. Many well, times, and we many times excuses. over, and then and then you know as they get older, we want to do it every six months, um, so that we can check things. And um, I think twist, twist. Well, twist was March, right? So, but Pooh Bear's past due, and so we need to schedule twist already. Right. Pooh Bear's way past due. Yeah, he's a really stressful cat, and so getting him to the vet it's and tough doing to the take him to the vet is difficult. Uh, and there are situations, right? The, every every cat is situational, but. We can do everything that we can do at home with our cats to be proactive, to really help support their overall 
health and immune system by um, by really looking at their diet, supplementation, what we need to do to get that gut stronger. But it does not replace healthier. wellness exams, blood panels, no. dentals. It doesn't replace it. This is like the hand in hand yep. uh, part of it. And some of it's going to be easier than other things, but it is all part of trying to do our best. And I know like right now we're sitting here telling you the truth. Pooh Bear's past due. Yeah. And you all know our Pooh Bear struggles with some stuff. It's like, it's, it's time as difficult as it's going to be. I know. We got to get that blood panel on him and maybe I can go back and hold his paw Yeah. with him, but it's tough, but uh, it's exciting as well. And I think it's empowering when we can put ourselves kind of on a protocol of it isn't about when I'm going to do this or if I'm going to do this. It is, it's, it's, it's written down and, and this is when this happens. Yep. And let's, so, and let's move forward. Let's so, do our best y'all. Do your best and forget the rest, guys. We're we going you guys. to um, thanks yeah. for hanging with us. Yeah, we're gonna close out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please do subscribe and um, and shoot us a text at 702-466-1150 if you guys have any questions. Um, and we're gonna be on Facebook in a bit. Yeah, Why just not? a little bit. A little cat tip review uh, coming bit. up. So uh, yeah, we will see you guys soon. We love you guys. We thanks can, for we hanging out. We love you so much. We'll see you soon.